Oh, welcome to another episode of Clearing Oblivious, an NFL podcast. What a great fucking week of sport that was with the Rugby World Cup uh, and England going out. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, and just uh, the, the football as well. Arsenal-Chelsea was good crack for me personally. Uh, and then also, uh, obviously, the NFL has been great fucking fun. Uh, this weekend... The episode will be coming out. I don't know what time you'll you'll hear it when it's out. This is probably like Wednesday. Maybe this will be out. Uh, I will be going to Liverpool this weekend. By the way, if anybody is in the general Liverpool area, I'll be doing shows in the Laughter House. Uh, I think it's the Slaughterhouse is what the actual bar is called, but the Laughter House. So that will be a lot of fun. So hopefully see some of you there. I've booked into a hostel there because, I mean, look how expensive the price is here. You know. I would make such a loss doing these gigs in Liverpool. This is how bad travel is at the moment. Say if I get like two shows in Liverpool, right? Friday and Saturday. I'll get about 300 quid for it. The the accommodation is currently... Now, some places can afford to put you up for accommodation. This is one of the places that can't. Uh, the accommodation alone would cost me about 120 quid like half the money is basically immediately gone so i had to buy like a hostel because i just go there hit sleep i end up writing all day and using it for work anyway so it's basically just sleeping so the hostel and the cheapest one i could get is 60 quid for the two nights and then travel there at like six in the morning there and back the cheapest travel i can get is another 70 so all in all this whole weekend i will make 150 quid i mean that's less than minimum wage do you know for two shifts. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm telling you, man, you think com- comedians make money. We have fuck all. Uh, I shouldn't have went into this big rant, mad rant about all this, but it's pretty funny. Just to give you a level, I, I, I've just been booking stuff and I'm like, what am I doing with this sport? I should just sit here and chat to you cunts. That's why people do podcasts now so much. They chat to you cunts. I mean, like, you know, you get as much from a, you know, like, online stuff now than you would from the thing and that's why uh, stand-up comedy is dying so please do support it because i don't want to be fucking trying to hit viral videos all the time just come to the fucking shows um nelson mark nelson the old other podcast buddy of the absolute cuts is running his solo shows he's doing like a, a tour at the moment so he will be in dumfries as well uh the second weekend of november and i will be there supporting them for those two nights so that's going to be a lot of fun so if you're in the general dumfries area that's good but if you're in other parts of scotland uh, he has got gigs all around the place i don't know which ones i'll be doing or not um but Definitely dumb free anyway, if you're at that one. Uh, also, a little plug here for the roast battle. The next roast battle is in Monkey Barrel on November the 13th, and it's looking like Scotland is going to finish second in the seedings behind the roast battle London and just ahead of roast battle Tokyo for the old, uh, just basically an international tournament. I'm not sure what the, what the prize is or if we're going to organize something, uh, you know, with that. Uh, I'm currently going to be, this is the worst possible nobody t- you know what this might be out before the absolute cuts episode but this week we have to dress up for the episode so nobody tweet about it or anything that i got to me but like uh i am dressing up like i had to get a last minute costume because like i was gone all weekend uh i was in dublin doing gigs and stuff like that i'll get to that in a second um well, they were just fun gigs, in fairness. There's not much to say about it. Uh, a little bit more fun gigs. I was in the International. It was quite busy. So it's good to see that uh, thriving, as they say. 
but basically, Mark and me are going to dress up for Halloween, right? For the the Halloween episode, we're doing hereditary for, okay? And uh, I don't know what he's going to do. I, I bet it's class. I was away in Dublin. I couldn't really source my own. So I've been fucking like fannying about all day, uh, trying to figure out one because we're recording tomorrow. So I have a one day thing. So the only thing I could think about doing was either go to a charity shop. I don't really have the time. Or we're going to go to, um, you know, I don't really have the time for the charity shop, but like I could go to um, Amazon, sorry. Jeez, I don't know what the fuck happened. Absolute brain freeze there. Uh, and all, I was trying to think of something like movie related and I have got the worst costume I think I've ever worn. I'm going to go, I got, I got a monk, an outfit is like a monk. And then I've also got like Kevlar vest, plates, so that I'm going to be a bulletproof monk. Yeah, that's what I've, that's what I fucking... I was going to be a plague doctor, but I felt like that might look like I was just, like, you know, turning up at an orgy to fuck someone, you know? Uh, no, so that's what I went for. Um, well, the Steelers, by the way, 4-2. and two, What a day yesterday was. Uh, we are beat the Los Angeles Rams somehow, uh, with that secondary being constantly gashed. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a real TJ Watt show. Kept us in it. Kenny Pickett started doing it. Matt, I said Matt Canada had a couple of play calls there at the end that, 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 that they worked out. Maybe that's what he was trying to get. The Jalen, the Najee Harris and Jalen Warren kind of run game was fucking excellent. Uh, very happy boy uh, to be 4-2 because I feel like we have a lot of winnable games. I think our next three games are winnable. So if we get two of them, even if we win two or three of them, the Steelers are somehow going to be at 6-3. and three. And hopefully then something clicks, Canada goes, uh, and we might have a some sort of get to the playoffs, at least. I don't think we're going to get anything past the playoffs regardless, but it's good to dream. Uh, so that was happening last night. Last night I watched, the, not the, I watched the Eagles and the Miami Dolphins game, which was great. I felt like the game was slightly ruined with the injuries kind of like in the offensive line started showing for Miami, and so did the... Uh, uh, like injuries in the middle of the game to Jalen Waddle and stuff like that, and uh, they're that eight that what do you call him Devon Etchain that running back probably was missed for, as a bit of you know change of pace from Raheem Mostert who is absolutely flying in fairness to him. Uh, Mac Jones beat the Bills. Listen, I'll I'll go all about that later. Uh, very first of all, we're just going to hit some clear and oblivious news headlines. Welcome to Clear and Oblivious News. These are the headlines. This Sunday was National Tight End Day. CBS commentary showed Taylor Swift and said it's National Boyfriend Day for her, which has led me to now celebrate National Suicide Day later this evening. NFL fans are starting to fall out of love with the Swifty fandom, with people complaining that she's always shown after a touchdown, with some fans saying, why couldn't she go out with a Giants player so we'd never have to see her touchdown reactions? Two heavyweights, the Eagles versus your ma, sorry, Miami, may have had this season's first actual interesting primetime game. The Eagles eventually coming out on top. Let's hope the primetime games continue to shine and not go back to the early season when an episode of Heartbeat had twice the adrenaline rush. Drake London fumbled through his own end zone and almost left himself in a vegetative state after trying to front flip his way into the end zone before landing directly on his head. The Falcons are hoping that the newly found brain injury may unlock special players in the wide receiver like Super Sight or finish a game of over 40 receiving yards. And now a word from our weather correspondent. 
On the news, you may be seeing a lot of floods and highly unusual weather activity, and that is because the world is dying and we are all well and truly fucked. But where Wellingtons? That's all for this week's Clear and Oblivious News. If you enjoy this podcast and want to get more involved, I have a Patreon account where you will get bonus short episodes during the week and access to our thriving Discord community, who discuss the games live, play games like fantasy football, and even drop topic suggestions for the bonus episodes. Join the Clear and Oblivious team at patreon.com forward slash clear and oblivious. uh, This week, I brought up Matt Canada to my therapist, right? That's how I'm going to get into the main bulk of this episode. This is how bad things have gotten for me and the Steelers. I've brought Matt Canada up. It's not the first person I have brought up to a therapist about like who has driven you the most sadness this week. And when I was like Matt Canada, they were like, I don't really think you probably have depression then. And I go, oh, I do. Let's make no mistake about this. I do. I need I need to be heavily medicated if I have to watch another fucking failed screen pass at three and one when we have two running backs that actually can gain the short yards if i have to do that then i am i'm going to be like give me sertraline or whatever the fuck make it 500 milligrams um it's not the first sporting person i have brought up to my therapist a therapist you know uh i remember about three years ago see some of you people think i don't take care of my mental health solid as a rock um I brought up uh, Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang because it was a, a really bad few weeks for old Pierre, and he was driving me insane. Uh, but like, I've ended up bringing this up, and it, it it was a thing. And she was like, "So sporting people," and I'm like, "This isn't a sporting person." My Canada, believe me, has nothing to do. My Canada was sent by the devil himself to fuck off the general Greater Pittsburgh. Uh, area plus extra fans like myself across the pond that's how bad he is at his job he's going to be like there's just i hope you know if you ever hear this my can there's someone in scotland devastated that you're still working that's how bad you've done this and i'm not going to feel bad about it uh anyway we're formed too how ridiculous (laughs) do you know i was laughing i saw a tweet about it basically people were saying that the the cleveland browns are foreign too and they're, there's just nothing. They're just tweeting pictures of their fans losing it because they haven't been four and two since like the seventies, you know. And they're tit- posting pictures of like you know the everyone in the this the locker room losing it. And then they're like Steelers are a different level. We're also four and two, but we all our fans are in meltdown, going like sack our entire backroom team, murder the Canadas, murder all Canadians just in case. Let's get it. Let's just. I know I'm not advocating genocide i know there's been a lot of that on twitter these days even though you know free palestine uh (laughs) there's a lot you know what what there was in fairness this week in the nfl before i go into the results was there was quite a lot of uh you know the throwback uniforms like the eagles won one wore one i'm pretty sure the tennessee wear one no no the colts wore something quite different uh, I kind of like the Eagles one. Like a lot of people, I think one or two in the discard said they loved it. One or two fucking hated it. Uh, in another group, I can't even remember where it came from. But I, I kind of like the old throwback uniforms. Uh, I didn't. Somebody did mention the Steelers. Uh, I didn't like the Steelers Bumblebee one. Now that that was a bit much. That made you just look like the fucking Bumble. Obviously, the Bumblebee man from the Simpsons. Uh, so that never really worked out well for us. But do you know, like. I think I think I saw one with Derek Henry. That's what it is. I think Tennessee are going to wear one in their next game. Uh, 
Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, last night there was the old. I watched San Francisco 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings, uh, and the Vikings managed to beat them. Uh, Brock Purdy looked like <laughs> when Debo. Uh, it's not you. Can't, it's unfair to say to Brock Purdy because we used to do that with Jimmy Brock Purdy. We used to say to Jimmy Garoppolo and fucking Trey Lance and shit like that. They always all the quarterbacks for the 49ers look completely lost unless McCaffrey or Debo or whoever takes a screen yard for a screen pass for like 50 yards a lot of it was kind of like similar the way that jared goff was looked lost at the rams when robert woods wasn't doing screen passes and carrying it 50 fucking yards so you know i i get it so but they didn't look great without debo i don't really know if debo is the loss because i do think brandon Ayuk probably i'm not saying he's better but he's more of a standard wide receiver one to do wide receiver one things uh, so Brandon Ayuk has been flying. They just didn't really get it going last night. And uh, uh, do you know what? I've seen this argument, and I'm pretty sure I've had it bef- here before because this debate before. And call me if I'm wrong. I always say it about Kenny Pickett and Kirk Cousins. I think the best part, the best thing that Kenny Pickett could become would be like a Kirk Cousins level, you know. And I kind of meant that, and like, I I kind of meant that at the time as like a like. It, He's an average. He'd be limited in what he can do. and Because, and, you know, like Kirk Cousins just seems quite limited in what he can do. But he's so elite at the limited stuff he can do. Like, I do think he is around the top 10. Like, he's he's always around 10. The passing yards are always in the top fucking seven. Uh, and it's not just... It, it can't just be like, oh, it's Jordan, uh, Justin Jefferson and shit like that. He's been doing it in pretty much most of his teams I bet you, bet you he's one of those cunts that's going to start slowly coming in in a year or two and you just see him getting passing you know breaking passing yards I always thought he'd be good at the Steelers I always thought he'd be a good Big Ben replacement but never happened but yeah he managed to get it done with Jordan Addison last night um, you know and even though Alexander Madison had a couple of drops in the end zone or no he had one drop in the end zone uh, and hasn't really been getting the yards uh, it was good to see it means, uh, it means that people are fucking beatable. Uh, so, yes, we had another one was the Miami Eagles was last night. That was absolutely great. They managed to uh, get ahead there and win that one, the old the old Eagles. It was the Eagles, wasn't it? I've not absolutely lost my fucking mind here. Let me just type in these NFL results because I'm going to go through them anyway. Uh, I feel like the NFL is heating up a bit. I must say, most of the primetime games were pretty poor until this week. I found that, like, the... the the offenses, the offenses aren't clicking as much. I mean, most times I've been watching Red Zone at six o'clock, and I feel like most games had one touchdown, two if you're lucky, in every game at the half. And I'm like, oh, come on, you know, it's taking teams a little bit while it's the third and fourth quarters to come alive. Like most of the fourth quarters have been good, but the first three have been shite. And I remember about five or six years ago, it was nonstop fucking action. So I, I, I see it picking up a wee bit. I think it's just obviously the first few weeks. Um, you know, people getting into their things, people starting in bye weeks and stuff like that now. So hopefully we'll get to see some shit. Uh, yes, so the Vikings beat the 49ers 22-17, and the Eagles beat, yes, it's 31-17. The Eagles beat the Dolphins, who I reckon will be pretty devastated at that. I think they thought they might have been a little bit untouchable. This Thursday night game is the Bills Buccaneers, starting at 1.15 a.m. If you're in the UK, obviously, that is. Uh, I don't really know... Uh, the Bills look very much beatable. You know, the Bills don't look as sharp as they should. Like, they're just turning the ball over, doing mad shit. Like, Josh Allen's obviously a brilliant 
brilliant and also a victim of his own mad play. But you can't lose that because that is also what makes him make things out of none. It's not. It's going to go wrong at times. So I think that you know Josh Allen, Buccaneers, fair play to Baker. He's made them competent, or he seems solid there. Uh, and I, I think I was always quite complimentary of Baker for absolutely no reason, even as a Steelers fan. It was what, what I remember when the Browns were there, and I was like, I don't mind him as much as literally all the rest of them. <laughs> uh, and he seemed to have a, a minor sense of humor too about some of these little lads that I've seen him. Um, we had like the the Broncos narrowly beat the Packers. Packers had a bit of a comeback. Uh, I love the fact that uh jordan loves went a little bit stale it's hard to know though if it's jordan love like they've got half the offensive line is pretty much fucked uh their defense can't stop stop the run so they're not even on much and then jordan love as much as see that thing where you're like no, a lot of these you know dobbs and watson and shit like that they're still still quite a young offense uh you just, they just don't have a top receiver they have a lot of guys that are were white they've like three guys that are going to be good wide receiver twos or else have maybe wide receiver one potential to get the right scheme so they have to do a little bit of you know they have to do a little bit of that like it's the same way like even pickens who i think is going to be a superstar he's not just you can't just do it alone he's only been in the fucking he's only played 10 games or something in the fucking thing he's only got a certain amount of snaps even when my candidate he's getting three targets a game so you know you, you know i'm glad that dj deontay johnson's back to do some other types of right running but um yeah i'll get it together i don't know if jordan love's going to be answered i don't think to be honest many people really did think he was the answer he did start off the season well and i think he's Definitely nowhere near as bad as in any sort of drop him fashion, in my opinion. Like I think they should absolutely roll with him for the season. Uh, see what they can get out of it. They'll know if he's the type or if it's problems elsewhere. But anyway, I think this is quite a, a little bit of a rebuild season for the old Packers. Uh, Denver, they can pretend it's a rebuild season, but it's not. Uh, but they got the win anyway. Chiefs and Chargers, another good game. Just good quarterbacks. Like, that's always a gunslinging. That's always going to be like a fucking 30-pointer. So I'm always, like, you know, delighted about it. The Chiefs 31, uh, Chargers 17. And Chiefs flying on ahead there. And obviously we mentioned the the, the Steelers beating the Rams 24-17. Woohoo. Joey Porter has, like, basically, like, locked down everyone on the snaps he's had. Like Puka Nakua, he was on Puka Nakua the whole time, and people are like, "What? Puka Nakua got 150 yards? They were against all other of our secondary." Joey Porter shut him down the four targets that he got. Uh, he looks like real good. I've had enough watching people like Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson kind of get burned constantly and stuff like that. I'm like, just, just that's it. I'm afraid the it's great. Patrick Peterson, uh, who has definitely been better than fucking goddamn, he's definitely been better than. Uh, Levi Wallace at the moment, who just constantly gets cooked and looks kind of like lost and fed up. So I think Joey Porter and Peterson go fine. If we trade for Patrick Sertain, uh, that would be fucking brilliant because that just to me is like the last thing in that Steelers defense. Like I'm not, you know, realistically, in it, you know, I know obviously you can improve them linebackers and improve one or two little parts here and there. But if you're having a pass rush of, you know, TJ Watt, Highsmith, uh, and then you uh, even Marcus Golden and Nick Nasty Nick Herberg is starting to fly when Cam Hedward goes back. That's another tackle in there. They've got some decent backups on that front line. The the linebacker thing is definitely better than it was last year. Um, you know I like I like Cole Holcomb and uh, what do you call him there? Holland and Robertson brings a hard hitter. Uh, Kazee seems to be a bit of a prick, but he's a little bit 
and Minka are safeties are two fucking hard hitting pricks. And then we were always just gashed over the top or gashed by the the running things. If we get that, that's a pretty fucking strong. Because like you could almost all of a sudden have no cornerbacks, and then if you went to thirteen, you'd have two shutdown ish cornerbacks or cornerbacks, yeah. And you know, and then everything else is literally on getting that offense running. Which it, again, like Najee Harrison, all showed you that it can they can get running. So. Uh, and I don't want to be too harsh because Matt Canada, they were Matt Canada play calls. They just, it worked this time. And um, so I don't want to be harsh there because he was good. He did his job there, but people are like, so you, it works. And I'm like, fuck off. It's been three years. I don't want it working one every four games for one quarter. You know, I get it. It's going well, but let's not pretend it was our offense that has this four and two. We'd be 0-6 if, if our defense was playing like our offense. Simple as that. Uh, I'm not going to leave the old Steelers here before I go hunting for some Canadians. Seahawks beat the Cardinals 2010. Uh, Seahawks looking, Gino looked a little bit better and all of that. We had uh, the Patriots, surprisingly, I would say, beating the Buffalo Bills this week. I don't know how the fuck Mac Jones can put up zeros and then manage to land a couple. Needed some good throws in that game. Uh, but anyway, the Patriots beat the Bills 29-25. It's just good the type of results anyway to keep things shaken up. Uh, the Ravens blew out the Lions. I knew the Ravens would hammer the Lions even though the Lions are still a very good team. It's just... They just don't like the Ravens are so physical, and I always think I always feel like the Lions have everything. Bar, I don't think they're that physical of a team, you know. So it's always, I just always think that the Ravens are going to trounce them, you know. So uh, and that actually ended up. I didn't think obviously thirty eight six. Didn't think it was going to be about thirty two points, but you know what I mean. Uh, the Giants came and beat the Commanders. I thought that would have been a win for the Commanders. Now they're kind of you know all over the place. I feel like they have a lot of potential, and then absolutely do something like that i was devastated that the cleveland browns beat the cardinals 39 38 ah like there's two things i'll say about this right gardner Minshew. i've been told about this this cleveland defense and it's unbelievable numbers and it's the number one ranked but it's the number one ranked because they 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 stopped two two teams two of the six games they've played have been like nobody scored a touchdown and it was like three points they won the three points just blow out wins but the other like four games, these kind they're meant to be the best passing defense in the league, and I'm just kind of like people are putting up thirty points, twenty eight points, twenty nine points. I'm like I just I just don't see it. <laughs> I personally don't see it. I'm probably biased. Maybe it'll we'll have a better thing, but I just think that the numbers are skewed because of the two games. Uh, get back a quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Uh, put up 38 points i mean it's it's not even a great offense and well it's a pretty decent offense but it's not it's not fucking it's not better than the anyway uh the browns got it done uh garrett miles garrett what a fucking game he had it was uh something ridiculous like a block two force fumbles field goal block two sacks absolutely monstrous game from miles garrett uh let's hope that pff don't fucking lose their fucking minds and overshoot this thing and say he's He's the greatest. He's the next Aaron Donald. And like, I'm going to kill you. I had a feeling this the last day. Do you think that the Steelers... <laughs> I mean, this is what the more wishful thinking, right? Maybe at the end of this year, if Cam Hayward can and goes, or someone like that, could the Steelers trade for Aaron Donald? Because I reckon the Rams would trade him up at this stage. And you know, Aaron Donald's a massive Steelers fan, big Pittsburgh guy. I don't know. Could be a good place for Aaron Donald to retire. I'd take him in there. Imagine that, Aaron Donald, TJ Watts, Highsmith running at you. Woo! 
Wild. Uh, the Bears beat the Raiders 30-12. Tyler Badgent with his 65. They were really, they kept hamming that up. He's like, you know, he has 65 family members. And and no fair, no no pro, no worries. Like, he had the body build of me, in fairness. If I just all of a sudden somehow found myself starting for the Bears, I'd have fucking hunters of cunts in the crowd watching me. Uh, but it was very good to see Tyler Badgett. He seemed quite happy and got 30-12, beat the Raiders, uh, who also basically lacked Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I mean, if you have Jimmy Garoppolo as your starting quarterback, I personally think you're lacking anyway. You're lacking anyway. Um, yeah, and to round up the rest of the results that week, uh, we had the Jaguar Saints. That was the, the Thursday night game. And I believe the Falcons, yes, the Falcons beat the Buccaneers 16-15. So uh, very quickly onto this weekend's games. We have the Steelers. We have the Jags. I know that much because I'm looking forward to that because I think that's... I still have a lot of faith in the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, you know. I just think they might be able to... You know, I just think that they're not going to be a pushover this whole season. Uh, I think we're at Heinz Field, though. So I hope, I'm hoping for, like, a victory. I think I can't say a narrow victory because if we do win anything, it's going to be by a fucking narrow victory. Uh, but I'd like to see how they... they the, I, I can't wait to see that. I think that's a really good, fun matchup, the Steelers and Jags. So uh, that'll be good crack. Uh, Giants take on the Jets. The New York teams uh, are taking each other on. Uh, well, that'll be fucking excellent fun. Can't wait to see that. Uh, Bills Buccaneers, as we said. I don't know if I'll be watching that one. Commanders versus Eagles tends to be fun games. Uh, Cowboys Rams, also fun. Packers Vikings, good old, you know, Titans Falcons. Dolphins Patriots. Colts Saints. Panthers Texans. Seahawks Browns. 49ers, Bengals, Broncos and the Chiefs, meh, Ravens, Cardinals, ugh. Chargers, Bears is the late one, and Lions, Raiders. I must say, I think there's some absolute fucking bangers this week. I didn't even read that. You know when you read right down through it? I mean, the two primetime games, again, are the Chargers, Bears and the Lions, Raiders, while during the fucking actual 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock games, we've got Cowboys, Rams, Packers, Vikings, Commanders, Eagles, the New York Giants versus the New York Jets, Patriots versus the Dolphins. Uh, you're just like, come on, Seahawks, Browns will even be fun. 49ers, fucking Bengals. And then you've got the, the, the later games, Broncos, Chiefs, Cardinals, Ravens. They'll be all right, I suppose. Chargers, Bears. But Chargers, Bears, and Lions, Raiders. Anyway, what can you do? Uh, it's sure to be a good... A good luck of fun. Now I said I think I had it there in the the old news the old news section. But uh, when I was watching the games there, they had that section where it was national national tight end day. And when they say it's national tight end day in the NFL, they fucking mean it because they will do nothing but chat about fucking national tight end day. But anyway, uh, they had Taylor Swift up on the screen every time. Her and Brittany Mahomes had a little hand shake. Um, I don't know. I just feel. I feel a lot less love for Tay-Tay. I'm no longer the Swifty. I just don't know how... It just feels so forced and everything. No, I reckon... I don't want to be too harsh and be one of those just boring cunts. They're like, oh, will you go over? You know, people want to see it. But just every fucking touchdown, everything. They're like, it's National Tight End Day. And then they zoomed into Taylor Swift's face. And I nearly I nearly got sick in my hands when they were like, oh, it's National Boyfriend Day for her. <laughs> and then they, you know, they're doing. Then they're they're putting up things like, I just don't. Know, I just find some of it disrespectful. Do you know I find disrespectful? And it, it went all around. The NFL put up a thing like, oh, Travis Kelsey, uh, in the three home games that were, you know, Taylor Swift are here. He's averaging a hundred yards a game. And then when she isn't there, the two or three she wasn't there, he's averaging fifty. 
and I'm just like, he was injured. He got injured in half the game. Remember, he fucking bandaged his feet up. The other one, they were away from home. They were difficult matchups. He was still scoring touchdowns in them fucking games. How disrespectful is it that they were just boiled down? Possibly the greatest ever tight end in the NFL. I think probably the greatest ever tight end in the NFL. And then just have him down going like, well, it's because Tay-Tay's here. I'm like, she's been there four games. This is all still new news. That's all I'm saying. Free Travis. <laughs> Free Travis. Anyway, uh, I hope their love comes crumbling down or stays out of the news. One or the other, hey? One or the fucking other. Um, what was I going to say now? There was something there I was going to bring up. Oh, uh, this is basically non-NFL news related. Uh, I'm going to play the video of this fucking... This is possibly one of the worst things I've ever heard. I don't know if you people have heard what happened <laughs> in, a, in a stag party. Do you know what? I'm going to just play it if I find it. There we go. Here we go. I found it right. So hold on. I'm just going to play this and I'll chat to you right after about it. But this is... ...the story because I'm literally telling everyone it's so horrific. So... My friend Amelia, who I was with yesterday, she's got a mate called Ellie who's in a house share in London. And um, Ellie shares with, like, a bunch of girls. And one of the girls was telling her she's just been on a hen do to Amsterdam, where the stag and the hen went at the same time. I think they were all just, like, a mixed social group who kind of, like, knew each other. But then the stag went one day and the hen one way and the hens went the other. And one of the girls on the Hindu got super drunk and went into one of these booths with like a glory hole. And so a guy on the other side stuck his dick through. So the girl was just drunk and started sucking him off. But it was one of these ones apparently where like if like she pushes a button and the guy pushes the button on the other side, they can kind of see who's on the other side. Like it makes it like transparent, like a window so they can see. And so, being drunk, she thought it would be hilarious to push his button just to see who she'd been sucking off. And so, she pushes the button and looks up, and it's her dad on the other side. And apparently, like, the hen and the stag do all went home early because it was, like, so traumatic. And the girl's falling out with all her family. The mum's obviously found out and is, like, not speaking to the dad. Like, it's broken up the whole family because this girl sucked off her dad through a glory hole. Well, well, no, this is one of... This was one of my favourite fucking things uh, that I've heard in a while. And it, it, it's it's proper UK, you know? This is proper. This is what happens when you get leather-headed people running off to Benidorm and their mobility scooters, sucking each other off, not realising. Right, first of all, who brings a stag party and a hen party to the same place, at the, the same fucking city at the same weekend? That would... I just wouldn't do it. I think that's one of the most fucking bizarrely stupid things I've ever had. Uh, second of all... Can you imagine how fucked that is, being the wife? One day you're going in, you're like, God, I hope, you know, the, 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 the stag party's going on, everybody's all getting drugs, the, the head party's off, you're at home watching the stray baby in the family, you know, babysitting the stray, you know, do, washing the dishes. Next thing you hear a knock on the door, but you don't, you don't expect it to be your family, you know, it's... Uh, 
It's one of the your daughter's friends. She brings you into the sitting room, sits you down. It's like, what are you doing back from the stag in the hen party? And I'm like, and you're, you're, she'd be like, listen, I don't, I, I don't want you to freak out here, Janice. I don't want you to freak out here, but there's been an incident. And because of that incident, the stag party and our hen party have been cancelled within day two. And we've all come back early. And she'd be like, oh my God, what is it? Is it, 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 it something happens? So we take a, some take drugs maybe uh, or whatever. He's like, well, don't get angry, Janice, now. I'm going to tell you this before you, you, you know, it's it's quite a blow. Oh, sorry, that's a wrong, <laughs> wrong use of word here. Just tell me. But like, your husband went into a sex club. I think that's what they call them. I wasn't there. And do you know what a glory hole is, Janice? Yes, it's how I met John. I was like, well, John, your husband, stuck his dick through a glory hole and got sucked off. She'd be like, <gasps> That's, that, Janice, don't interrupt me because this is going to get way worse before it gets way better. And she'd be like, how could it get any worse? Well, the woman that sucked your husband off was his own daughter. I think I would, I think what should the only thing that should happen there in that family now is three separate gunshots, one on a Wednesday, one on a Thursday, and then finally the wife on the Friday. How do you come back from that? You know, because that, that not only is that like a broken marriage, you'd presume for the many layers of you know going to a glory. I'm presu- going to just presume that she wasn't fine with him going to glory holes in the matter, but to not alone they're sucked off by her own daughter. You know. Uh, I don't know how I get out of it. I would have to pretend I loved. All of a sudden, fell in love with my dad. <laughs> I, I, like I just, I just don't really know what what you would do there. That is, I can't think of anything that could have happened that will be more devastating during a, a, a fucking stag and hen party. Because, like, obviously, there's going to be both the dad and the daughter are probably going to be traumatized for life, you know? It reminds me of uh, a couple of things. Uh, it reminds me of Christmas 96 at my house. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It reminds me of Dance, Dance with the Devil, is it? By Immortal Technique. That song reminds me of Old Boy, which is a good old film back in the day. Uh, it's Korean, isn't it? Korean film back in the day. It's fucking very good. Watch that. And then. Do you know what? It also reminded me of another one, and I've seen it being shared around. And I remember the first version of this, and I don't know if you heard this. It was a bunch of lads on holiday in like Vietnam or something, and they all got absolutely hammered and passed out, but left the window open. And they looked into one of the bedrooms, and a monkey had climbed in the window and had peeled down the dude's boxers and started sucking him off. But the guy was still passed out, so there's a monkey sucking him off. And they didn't want to go in and startle because the monkey bit off his dick, so they just started howling outside, making monkey noises. But can you imagine how fuck up that would be if you woke up? And you hear a lot of, you, you. first of all, you hear a lot of f- clearly fake monkey noises and then you look up and then there's an actual monkey sucking you off and you look out your window and there's a bunch of your friends going, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> that was my monkey noise, by the way. You know, that was my monkey noise. It's not accurate. It's so inaccurate. I don't even think if I was like a, a, a racist fucking Genoa fan or something like that out in Syria, I reckon they I wouldn't even get they were just like, what he was trying to be a parrot or something. Um but yeah, that's whatever we got. Uh, I can't remember that 
I had some news about Gronkowski. I, I know I just went from NFL to, yeah, I sucked off my dad slash, you know, monkey sucked me off. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Eh? Rob Gronkowski got a job uh, very, very recently, I believe. Uh, yes, Jimmy Kimmel is replaced by Rob Gronkowski as the, ho- the host of the LA Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's Gronk's Bowl. Uh, Rob Gronkowski has taken over hosting duties for the LA Bowl. SoFi Stadium's owned and operated college football bowl game from the late night host Jimmy Kimmel. The former NFL star has entered into a multi-year agreement to rename the annual bowl game the LA Bowl game hosted by Gronk. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, so Gronk's going to do that. So I feel like that's... Oh, do you know it's going to be fucking... Tom Brady's going to get roped in. They're going to just rope each other into things forever, you know. Come back out of retirement. And then, you know, you'll be like, come on, Tom. Come over here and fucking host this shit with me. We'll leave Aaron Rodgers to chat about Dolphin Come on fucking Jeopardy or whatever that shit was called. Um, but I absolutely brilliant. Uh, it was a Kareem Jackson got a four-game ga- four ban there, by the way, for his late hit. The old... The old Made absolute fucking mints. Like, you know that that tackle, just leaning with the head tackle. I just sometimes I just see people doing it. I'm like, you don't have anything to stand on here. He completely appealed it straight off the bat. And I'm like, this is not only the multiple times you've done it. I understand how you could easily head on head tackle someone and cost them by accident in the NFL. It's a fucking sport. It's gonna happen. Half the calls are fucking bullshit. But that one he just watched them the entire time led led in and nearly murdered the poor man. So yeah, I just never understand. Uh, I just never understand. Anyway, uh, let me see just quickly run through the NFL news this week on the actual website. Matt LaFleur, the Packers' confidence in quarterback and, uh, uh, in quarterback Jordan Love is not wavering one bit. That's good. That's the way it should be. I don't think he's been that bad. Uh, it's, got, it's not a fucking... You could just bin someone right now and absolutely miss out and... You know, I'm glad that we stuck with Kenny Pickett to this length. But still, still, who still has completely got quite a lot of questions over him, but... I'm still glad we're doing it, rather than just going, oh, it doesn't work, bring in Mitch, refund another guy and try and make it work with that terrible offense. Uh, and you gotta, you got to stick with it for a bit at least. Nick Boza and the 49ers back-to-back losses. I still think they're my Super Bowl favorites, but yeah, the NFL will humble you every step of the way. Uh, I don't know about, maybe, maybe the Eagles would be able to deal with, with injuries better than the 49ers. You know, if McCaffrey goes down, it's it's Eli Mitchell, who's still very good, and the, the, the scheme will still produce the yards. But you know when you're absolutely fucked and really need to win, and McCaffrey is obviously untouchable at the moment, maybe they would not be able to. And old CMC is literally made of soup. So, you know, he's made of glass. So he's going to die at some stage. Um, Primetime win, Kirk Cousins pulls one out. And I remember he's got a bad primetime win actual record as well, but... Anyway, uh, Kevin O'Connell, Vikings head, uh, head coach, Jordan Addison's touchdown ca- catch, a game-changing play in the win over the 49ers. I very much enjoyed Jordan Addison losing an interception just by Ward pulling it right out of his hands and then manage even to get the opportunity to get it back and do the exact same thing, go for a long touchdown, was brilliant. Uh, Chris Olave was s- s- arrested for uh, driving like fuck. Uh, I-, I haven't seen many car offenses this year in the old NFL, you know, usually it's absolutely right. But usually it's the old, oh, I had a fucking AK-47 in the boot. Why? What's wrong with that? I didn't know that was illegal uh, type of thing uh, without accidentally going into Bill Burr's bit here about it. 
Um, so that's wild that they, he was going 35 minutes over the fucking speed limit. Anyway, uh, you've got the Patreon plug and all of that type of stuff. Uh, this week, I am just about to go now to Glasgow. I'm going to do Red Raw, some new stuff in Red Raw. Uh, this weekend, I will be in Liverpool. If there's anyone in Liverpool, I'll be at the Laughter House. And please still keep... Uh, Mark Nelson's tours on thing. I'll be supporting them. The only ones I've been supporting them in some so far are definitely the Dumfries Kigs. And on November 13th, we have our next roast battle. So if you're around the world, remember, you don't have to be just in Edinburgh to see it. It will be on Next Up Comedy, which is like a streaming service in Netflix. You can pay one off for the show as well. It's like a fiver or something like that. You don't actually have to like sign up for all Next Up Comedy uh, like the the entire streaming services, but uh, I probably would. I've never, I've actually not been on it, but I heard it's decent. There's got lots of stand up. If you're big into stand up, it might be one for you. But thank you very much for listening, and bye bye. They say a black cat crossing your path is unlucky. They must mean it's unlucky for the cat, because I was doing at least eighty miles an hour. Unlucky for me, I suppose, because I just got my rims clean. So if you own a black cat who resides around the general West Lovian region, who doesn't answer to anything anymore, and that it has a bell around its neck, I think? Not sure if the bell was crushed before or after, but you should contact me in the number below, as I've got some news to tell you. Brace yourself. That's all for this week's Clear and Oblivious. Make sure you join us for next week's episode. Join the Patreon and leave us five stars if you've enjoyed. See you soon.